Welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome to the Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, May 15th show. You can also listen to our podcast, Facebook premiere show or on our show YouTube channel. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events and how they can affect your money. If you are hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And the lineup for today's show, we have Doug Peterson, a regular contributor of our show, Get Priorities Straight. We also have Stacy Bartley of Love Shack Live. Great information and great guests in studio today. For more information on topics discussed, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And we're going to start out today's show as we do each and every week with a little bit of money chat. Money. Money. Hey, Keelan, you did really well in my uh, absence last week on my vacation doing all the technical stuff that I, I normally do. You might be happy to get back to a little bit more of what you share in Money Chat. And I'm excited to hear what you got for our listeners today. Well, yeah, I'm definitely going to be changing gears this week. I decided to talk about choosing the right loan uh, for yourself, for the right the loan that is best for you. And there isn't a cookie cutter answer for the best loan. Each client that we speak with, they all have their unique circumstances and different objectives. And, and Tina and I are famous for custom mortgage solutions. Tina has a software that I use as well. And my clients love it where we can show them custom solutions based on their uh, objectives, which range from savings goals to cash flow to time they intend to remain in their home and many other and all other financial factors uh, to assess. It's not just about the mortgage, it's about the moving pieces around it. So, and most loan originators, they just simply quote the lowest rate available and treat the mortgage as a commodity, but the lowest option may not be the best option for my customers. And I know that. So we have to review uh, an incorrect way that a lot of mortgage loans are compared is just the total and that's the simple thing, the total out-of-pocket cost. And most of the times, the principal portion of the loan payment is considered a cost where it's actually the customer's own money in that circumstance. And so it's not the correct way to have, to have your customers choose the correct way or for me to guide them for the best possible mortgage solution. So by, I mean, correctly excluding this uh, from the cost, you're better able to guide the customers to, more, to the most beneficial mortgage option. And an example of that, at year six, loan A has a total paid of 100,000 and loan B has a total paid of 95,000. Loan A has 47,500 of the total paid going towards principal, while loan B has 40,000 going towards principal. Although the total paid for loan A is 5,000 greater than the total paid for loan B, loan A has gained the customer $7,500 more equity in their home than loan B. 
Therefore, loan A is a better option than loan B for the customer by $2,500 six years from today. So the most accurate way to determine which loan is best for my customers is by considering both the true cost of the loan and the amount of time the clients will hold the loan. The true cost of a loan are going to be the closing costs, interest, cost of points, and mortgage insurance. And a lot of times we get construed with closing costs as a lot of other things, which it's not. The time clients will hold the loan can vary depending on their specific situation, which is why I ask them the right questions. It's really important the questions that we ask our customers to ensure that we're making the right choices for them. And this helps us to plan for events in life that could impact the amount of the time that they hold the loan or potentially refinance opportunities in the future as well. So part of our consultation includes questions that addresses plans of maybe a growing family, future college uh, considerations, retirement planning, career changes. All of these things are often missed and just focused on this one mortgage as opposed to the details surrounding. Also, you hear Tina talk about very detailed analytics each week. Um, and as a certified mortgage advisor, we pay very close attention to the data so we're able to better forecast future rates, the financial environment, the market conditions for our clients. We're looking beyond just the mortgage to utilize debt more efficiently through consolidating and potential acceleration of principal payments with cash flow savings. And one of the most important things I can do for my clients is to plan for two loans at a time as if they were part of a puzzle. We're not just looking at this loan, but is there a possibility that you might refinance in the future? And by fitting clients' current loan in conjunction with a plan for the next loan, uh, they might need. So we are now managing overall debt and ensuring we are looking out um, looking out for all pennies. I mean, not only it all counts, it's all money. It's all going towards, you know, either now or your future loan. So it's important that you look at all those pieces and have an understanding of the market. Uh, your debt, I mean, can be just as important, if not more important than your cash. We have Doug Peterson on the show today, and he's an expert of that. And he's definitely going to be looking at your debt too, making sure you're utilizing your dollars. We would love everybody to be out of debt. We're not just dealing debt towards people. It's an asset and a positive one at that, that you're putting yourself and there's good debt and there's bad debt a home is good debt and uh ask the people that own a home right now and have seen the appreciation uh you would also agree that they've had this leveraged asset where it's made them a fortune so these are some of the and i could go on and on about the things that me and tina do to go in with custom mortgage solutions but don't just focus solely on this one loan find a certified mortgage advisor like tina and myself who can look at the whole picture and make sure that you definitely have the right mortgage solution because there's I, I tend to believe glass half full that people are are good people and doing the right thing for their customers, but they just might not know any better, quite frankly. And there's a lot of funny math out there. So um, unfortunately, we're not all created equal as far as education in our industry. So uh, make sure that you use the best of the best, such as me and Tina. What a great money chat, uh, Keelan, and I can just uh, hear and see the passion that you have, and I know you, so I know you're really passionate about what you do, and expertise, working with the best of the best is really important because it's your most likely biggest liability attached most likely to your biggest asset, so you want to make sure that you work with somebody that can help you manage that asset uh, to maximize your return, so Keelan, uh, great money chat. And this is Tina Mitchell here with this week's Money Chat. Wow, what a week uh, that we saw a hacker group called Darkside hacked the Columbia pipeline and ship 
shipments were shut down, causing a shortage of supplies around the East Coast and price groupings. The Colonial Pipeline carries 2.5 million barrels a day, which is roughly 45% of the East Coast supply. As a result, gas prices could reach the highest level since 2014 and can cause temporary inflation on the reading next month. And this would be bad news for mortgage interest rates. Now, mortgage-backed securities are uh, testing a very important level at the 50-day moving average. After closing beneath it yesterday, they are right back on it today. If bonds do fail to remain above it, there is a lot of room to the downside before reaching the next floor. The 10-year is trading at 1.68% with the next ceiling at 1.76%. If we get a strong auction and bonds continue to recover from yesterday, we could see, see yields move back down towards 1.6%. Mortgage, mortgage Bankers Association released their mortgage application data showing that overall application volume increased by 2.1%. Purchases were up 1% and still up 13% from this time last year. However, that was when things were shut down, so it is not relative of a real year-to-year -year number. Refinances were up 3% last week and are now showing a year-over-year -year decline of 12%. The refinance share of mortgage activities increased slightly from 61% to 61.3%, but remains well below the 75% we were seeing a few months ago before the mortgage interest rates increased. Now, interest rates are 29 basis points or roughly one fourth of a percent lower than this time last year. MBA rate is for last week and always includes a fraction of points in their rate. CoreLogic reported that their loan performance insight showing that 5.7% of mortgages were 30 days or more delinquent, up from 5.6% last month. Loans 60 to 89 days past due remained at 0.5%, and loans that were seriously delinquent or 90 days or more decreased from 3.9% to 3.7%. Homes and foreclosures remain stable and very low at 0.3%. Who's going to foreclose unless they absolutely have to with the appreciation we're seeing now? Now, rents are rising 2% across the U.S., which is up from 1.8% in the previous report. Where will inflation go from here? I think that I we're going to see, see it still higher as the month-over-month -month inflation readings will be uh, continue to be hot and on next month of a negative 1% reading from last year is replaced. I would not be surprised to see inflation go to 3.5% year over year on the core. Now, speaking of inflation, the April NFIB Small Business Optimism Index showed that as a result of not being able to fill positions, many companies were raising wages. Additionally, selling prices increased to the highest level in 40 years. The producer price index, which measures the wholesale inflation, rose 0.6% in April, which was twice as much as expected. Year over year, the figure rose from 4.2% to 6.2%, which is one of the hottest readings ever. The core rate, which strips out food and energy prices, rose 0.7% month over month and increased from 3.1% to 4.1% year over year. The markets did not react to it as all of the reaction occurred yesterday 
after the hot consumer price index. Within the report, we saw price increases in things that affect housing. Steel was up 18%, furnishings wholesales was up 3.1%, flooring increased 3%, and household appliances rose 0.6%. Initial job claims, which measures individuals filing for unemployment benefits for the first time, decreased 34,000 to 473,000. Continued claims of those that continue to receive benefits fell by 45,000 to 3.66 million. The pandemic unemployment assistant claims, which gives individual benefits who would not usually qualify, and the pandemic emergency claims, which extends benefits after regular benefits expire, increased by more than 700,000 combined. 16.9 million individuals are still receiving benefits throughout all of their programs, which is up 700,000 from the previous week. Tina Mitchell here, and that is your money chat. Coming up next to the money hour, Doug Peterson of Get Priorities Trade straight life energy and our personal finances right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Do you wonder where all your income is going, even though you're making good money? Doug at Get Priorities Straight will coach you to know where all your money is going, painlessly cut financial fat, and get your money serving you. Doug has spent over 20 years mentoring professionals and found personal finances to be hugely overlooked in every stage of life. If you want to learn more and get your money serving you, contact us at info at getpriorityssstraight.com for a confidential conversation with Doug. It's not what you make, it's what you keep. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, May 15th show. You can also listen to our podcast, Facebook premiere show, or on our show YouTube channel. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. It is a great day to talk about money. And that is what our show is all about, how to make money, save money, so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you are listening to our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now on our show, many times back, Doug Peterson of Get Priority Straight life energy and our personal finances is going to be our first conversation with Doug right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Doug, welcome back to the show, my friend. It is terrific to be here. And a little bit about Doug, Get Priorities Straight GPS helps you establish financial integrity, develop innovative personal spending and saving habits to gain financial peace of mind. GPS was founded out of passion for positively influencing individuals, couples, and business owners' lives by helping them transform their relationship with their personal finances. Their comprehensive processes and tools give you clarity and insight into your financial situation so that your funds support the priorities 
and values that drive you. You then gain control, reduce stress, and enjoy more of what life has to offer. And this is why we bring Doug back on a regular basis, because there is a handful, if that, of people in our market that do what Doug does. And it's such an important part of your money, and which is what the show is all about, and why our show is called The Money Hour. Welcome, Doug. Thanks. Well, Doug, life, energy, and our personal finances. So I want to start out with the first piece of that. What is life energy? There is only one medium of exchange that's universal, and it's not money. It's your life energy, and it's a finite amount. If you think about your entire life, you can, let's say you live to 100, you can, I can tell you how many hours you're going to live. So when you work, you're trading a certain amount of your life energy for money. Even if you buy and cash in a lottery ticket, it takes some of your life energy to buy it and cash it in. So when you buy something, it's really your life energy you're paying with disguised in the form of money. So Doug, in our day-to-day finances, how would you bring in and explain life energy? In a really simple example, if you make $20 an hour and buy $60 jeans, you've traded three hours of life energy for the jeans. In fact, you can do this Every time you buy something, converting the cost of your purchases into how many hours of life energy it's really costing you. So you'll start to wonder whether the jeans are worth three hours of energy or not. And when we had a old Ford Fairmont and it was a third car, I calculated after all my expenses and working that it would take me five hours a month to pay for that car, maintenance, insurance, and insurance. And it was really clear we didn't need a third car. I don't want to spend five hours for an old car. Wow, that's really cool. And then now I'm, I'm already going through my mind of like, what, how much time am I giving up in my life? This is crazy on little things, especially if you're not aware people that don't talk to you, Doug, they don't have a plan in place, you're calculating to the hour of your purchases, which makes a huge difference. So I mean, if money is our life energy, then wouldn't it make more sense that we would treasure it and treat it with more care and, and be conscious of the decisions that we're making behind it? Absolutely. And, you know, the same thing you mentioned earlier in the show where you were talking about, you know, good debt versus bad debt, you know, are you wasting it? Are you buying depreciating assets and paying interest on top of it? Or are the assets appreciating? We only have a certain amount available to us. And once we've spent it, there's no getting it back. I mean, let's think of a situation where people were in jobs they don't like. You know, that's a really tough situation to be in and they're trading their life energy for it. And it's precious because it's so limited and irretrievable. And the choices of how we use it express the meaning and our purpose of our time on earth. So I found it becomes a real issue of goals versus our values. If they're in conflict, our values always win. If you don't want your values to win, if you choose your health, you, you lose your health, happiness, relationships, and peace of mind. So values are like a compass to keep us headed in the desired direction and are distinct from goals. Goals are specific ways you intend to execute your values. A goal is something that we aim for and check off once we've accomplished it. 
You know, Doug, I'm, I'm excited for this next part of our, uh, our segment because Doug is actually going to take Keelan and myself through an exercise so that you can see how this all works. Now, I am a local uh, industry leader in the mortgage space, have been for over a quarter of a century. Uh, I also do a time management and business efficiency course, and this is why I have so much respect for what Doug does because um, what he does, it is about a lifestyle, just as in my coaching course, it's on time management and business efficiency, but the why behind it is so that you can live the life that you want to live. So Doug, I'm really excited to switch our show around a little bit um, and have you ask some questions uh, for Keelan and myself. So how do you clarify goals versus values? Okay, this is a little exercise I'll walk you through. It only takes 30 to 60, 60 seconds per question. I wanted to give you a very short time because your first response is usually the most important. And so we're going to do this rapid fire and you can always change your mind later. So first, I'll ask Tina and then go right to Keelan and just rattle these off. It doesn't have to be perfect, but what are five things you value most in life right now? And I'm not even going to have you rank them yet. Just five things you value. Myself, my family, my community, my health, and my experiences. All right. Keelan? That's good. Any, um, any, other good. than the ones she already mentioned, do you have any more? Um. Well, I would say family, health. So we got some in common. Friends, don't forget fun. I'm a big, I like to have fun. That's experiences. Finances. Um, spirituality is important to me too. Uh, we didn't oh, mention that dang one. It. Fantastic. So this, and Doug, this, I, said my, I said myself first, which that was ranked in order, but I said myself first because um, uh, I need to be my best self so I can be best for the people that I love. Mm -hmm. Now, this exercise is something you can do each month and tune. So the first cut is going to be really rough, but it'd be 80% of the way there. So three most important goals in your life right now, Keelan. Uh, get healthy. I, uh, I want to play soccer again. I've been struggling with a knee issue. Uh, grow my business by a third, and I want to buy more real estate. Okay. Tina? I wake up every day to be an inspiration to at least one person. Uh, my second would be to be a little bit better today than I was yesterday. And my third is to wake up and embrace all the small miracles that are waiting for me because it's an amazing day. Okay. You're going to really test this this system here, Tina. So, <laughs> oh, am I? <laughs> yeah, you are. You get the first one. You have only six months left to live. Okay. Six months left to live. How are you going to spend those six months? What will you start? What will you finish? The well, real question here is how much of your life is in harmony with your values? Yeah, so that it's it's hard because if I knew I was going to live for six months, I would stop working, you know, not because I don't like working because I love working and I love to continue to build my finances. Um, but I try, you know, I always say, and Doug, you know me personally, Keelan, you do as well. I work really, really hard, but I travel and I play just as hard as I work. So I feel I have a real balanced life. I have plenty of time to give back to my community, offer all these complimentary programs that I do, uh, but I work really hard as well. However, if I only had six months left to live, the only thing I would do is spend that time and I would probably balance it out with the people that I care about most, my family and my closest friends and um, I giving to the community, you know, participating somehow. So I, I yeah, I, that's a hard one, but it would be different than I'm living the life that I'm living now. A little bit. Yeah. Keelan? 
Yeah, sorry, you, you might have heard my mouth moving. My I had a package that showed up and my dog's barking in the background, but I don't want to take away from this because I'm loving this. Tina, it's same thing for me. Um, I would spend more time with the people that mean the most to me and it would be more experience driven, like really just strip my life of all the extras thinking about my future and just go right to the core of right now of like having a time with those that I love the most, especially mm -hmm. my family. Yeah. All right. Now you've already looked at your goals for the year. And you've looked at what if it's all taken away and you're only going to live a little bit, but now you've been healed. You've won the lottery, 27 million tax-free dollars. What are you going to do differently, Keelan? You know, I'd probably travel more. Um, I'd probably, that's tough. I'd, I'd maybe like traverse from different states so I can change up my environment a little bit, you know, maybe have a, like a summer winter house. And I'd take care of those financially that I'd love. I'd probably just make sure the people that I care about the most, especially my family, just don't have to worry about anything anymore. Tina? Yeah, uh, same thing. I, you know, I, I would do a lot more traveling than I do uh, do now. I'd probably buy a village in Guatemala and, um, <laughs> you know, set my granddaughter, my first granddaughter up. And yeah. So my, my wife is very practical. With six months left to live, she said, I'd eat more carbs and drink more wine. As as, <laughs> I would as, do that too. That's good. As soon as she was healed, she said, I'd eat less carbs and drink less wine. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> she is very practical. That that's is the great. best answer right. ever. So we kind of got to wrap this up. But mm -hmm. what I want you to, to think about is, you know, some of the things you said were different than your five most important things and different than your top priorities. And so when we strip away everything and then we add it all back, it helps clarify what's really important because our values will always win. And you guys are awesome to work with and know personally because you really ask this question a lot. So I was very curious to hear how you do it. The, there, there's a couple more questions we don't have time to cover, but what I, uh, I, I'll tell you what those are. But this is an exercise you can just ask yourself very briefly each month for just a few months. And then I do it every year now with my wife saying, what's changed? Are we on track? Do we want to do anything else? So we don't say shoulda, coulda, wouldas. The other questions are, you know, what have you always wanted to do, but been afraid to tempt? You know, what do you hear in your head? I'm too old. I'm too young. I have too much hair. I hear that <laughs> one a lot. Uh, Self-limiting beliefs are exposed. And what sort of activities give you the greatest feelings of important? What's make your heart sing? What gives you energy? What do you never tire of? And what great thing would you dare to dream if you knew you could not fail? If you had a genie in a bottle, what would it be? Are you willing to pay the price? You kind of like this stuff, don't you, Tina? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's right up my alley. And Keelan as well. So anyway, the bottom line is when we align our goals and values and we look at cash flow management, it's a skill everybody can learn. It gives you more choices, more freedom, less stress, a better marriage, and... Uh, that's enough for me. Yeah, that that is that's so great, uh, Doug. You know, you know, my personal motto is "Live your dream now." It's not about embracing or reaching for an extraordinary life. It's about embracing every second of your day, and through that process, you have an extraordinary life every day. And this is kind of what your, you know, an exercise around that to really be able to focus on what's important in life. And that was a lot of fun, uh, Doug. You know, we try to make this show about our guest. Uh, but it was kind of nice. You you made this segment all about uh, Keelan and I. That was cool. Well, you guys are the consummate givers. You know, I feel like the three of us are going to different schools together. 
Yes, we and are. I learn from both of you every time we connect. And it's just so much fun um, being part of your community and you're being part of mine. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you so much, Doug. Uh, coming up next on the money hour, don't go away because next we're going to talk with Doug about money, marriage, and living. Doug Peterson of Get Priority Straight right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Have something important to say? Want to help improve our world? Need to promote your business uniquely and effectively? KKNW is the answer. Our staff helps broadcasters and podcasters create professional-sounding audio. Bring your talent and let our experts help you craft a radio show or podcast that best delivers your message. Learn more at 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com. KKNW, talk variety that's live and local. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, May 15th show. You can also listen to our podcast, Facebook premiere show, or on our show YouTube channel. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you are hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And in studio again, and still here with us, Doug Peterson of Get Priorities Straight. We're going to be talking about money, marriage, and living right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Doug, we're going to pop right back into this. That was a lot of fun, by the way, the exercise. I was just thinking about that. Um, but we're going to dive into practicality of what you're seeing with your clients right now as it relates to personal cash flow. What are you seeing with your clients currently in this environment we're in? Well, in uh, and I want to relate this to marriages specifically for this segment. The fear and anxiety and disconnects disappear. I am finding people when they see what's going on and you guys are doing this too with your multiple analysis where you're looking at um, multiple scenarios, how long are you gonna stay here? You know, it gives a lot of clarity. So it's easy to make a decision. When you know where your money's going, you make different decisions because you didn't look back and go, whoa, that was expensive. You're doing it on purpose. You're making adjustments as you go. So the biggest thing that I see that I'm most excited about is a sense of peace of mind and spouses working together for the first time, easily talking about money and not having that, oh, we got to have the money chat again. And it's, go go ahead. ahead. No, I said, it's just, it's just delightful to see. Yeah. So let's talk about peace of mind because I'm sure you have students that come to you and say, Doug, can you can you really get peace of mind around money? How do you respond to that? Well, there's some, <laughs> there's some things we can't control. So I don't get into those. I mean, I can't give you a guarantee your job will stay and all that. However, there's a huge difference between living on 
paying your bills, like most people do, paying your credit card balance, paying it off, but not your entire balance, your statement balance, which means you're living on money that you are spending. You're paying off money you spent 30 to 60 days ago. Instead, paying it all off and having enough money to budget out for the next month, two or three before the month starts. So instead of living on next month's income, you're living on a month or two income and it gives you a runway. It gives you flexibility. You have money when you need it. You've saved for infrequent expenses. So that in itself gives a huge amount of peace of mind because you know where you stand and you also know that you've got a runway if something happened. You know what? I'm sure you see this a lot, Doug, but one of the things I noticed as a financial advisor previously and in my current, you know, uh, as a certified mortgage advisor, there's a lot more people living paycheck to paycheck out there. No matter how much you make, that income creep happens and you get more yourself and more expensive uh, expenses living up with the Jones. I mean, it's crazy to me on some of the circumstances that I've seen, you know, uh, because I, I do feel like I do a pretty good job about it. But it's not just about money. It's about dealing with all the other tasks that you're managing in your household too. money being the most important, but all things combined. What do you suggest for people about? dealing with you know all things combined there so when i got married i really didn't think of am i going to have administrative tasks <laughs> in my marriage and then we had kids and holy smokes anybody that's got kids or has been married knows that there's stuff to deal with you know we got to deal with health insurance we got to deal with car repairs we got to deal with home maintenance and yard maintenance and what about our vacations and what about christmas and who where are we going to go well, I haven't found anybody that loves coming home exhausted and going, oh, we got to make a decision on this right now because I put it off and I didn't know what to do. So I just suggest a very simple weekly meeting. And because my system's so simple, you can do your financial piece in 10 minutes to, to 20 minutes each week. And then the rest of the time is figuring out the fun stuff, the maintenance stuff, and now you're doing it all at one time. You're batching it. Sounds some, some, uh, familiar, Tina? You're batching all your tasks and you're getting the work done. So when somebody says, hey, your second cousin's graduation is on uh, June 12th, I put it on the agenda for us to talk about it. Yes, it sounds structured, but it's only one hour a week. And then you're done. And I bring it up then. I don't have to send a text and she has to remember to get back to me and all that, it makes it really easy. So the idea is not just uh, managing your cash, which is a foundational piece that I, I handle, but it's how do you spend as little time as possible and be as efficient as possible and get great results so you can spend more time being married, being a father, being a mother, enjoying life. Um, makes sense. This is what I want to do. Yeah, right up my alley. Efficiency and time blocking. That's how you live the quality of life that you want to live for sure. Now, when we went in our last segment, you put uh, Keelan on. I threw that uh, quiz, which was so much fun. And the first question you asked about the, the five things, and I said experience was one of my, you know, my life experiences. So in what we're talking about, how do you pull this together and make this a life experience or fun? Because if you can make this into fun, then people are going to be excited about engaging in what they should be doing to have a better quality of life. Yeah, so it's interesting. Sometimes part of fun is not having stress later or feeling on top of things or being able to skip a week because you're so on top of it and you've got a system in place that reminds you of what's important way before it comes up. And so uh, 
part of it is just being on top of things. When people know where all their money's going, when people know all the all the moving parts coming at them are captured and they can make decisions because they have a knowing of what's going on, not a feeling of some of what's going on, it makes it more enjoyable. However, there's also, you can include this with coffee dates, walks. You know, I, I do like to use tools in front of a computer, but some of it is just a discussion of let's just think out loud about what we want to do. You don't have to do that sitting in front of a computer. And in fact, all the programs I use, I use Asana to, to track tasks, you can put on your phone. So you just don't have to make this a routine. You can go for a walk, go to a coffee shop, sit down, hit some of your priorities. And, um, and now with Wi-Fi everywhere, you can do it anywhere. I love that, Doug. And here's something that that I'm taking away. And I hope if you're listening to our uh, time here with Doug, you are as well. Have someplace special that you actually do not get to go unless you're doing these activities, because that's how you make it fun. That's how you make it an experience. This is a special location and it's reserved only for uh, doing the things that you need to be doing with your finances. So um, thank you, Doug. That's awesome. I I, want to add one more thing. I did buy a a hot tub. So we're going to try this in the hot tub. Oh, you go, Doug. That is awesome. Hopefully I won't get the computer wet. <laughs> That's awesome. Don't um, electrocute yourself, please. <laughs> I remember when, uh, and I can relate to what you're saying there, Doug, about um, about coming up. I remember I did the envelope uh, thing when I was, I'm sure you've heard about this. This was the first experience I had with budgeting. I, I put envelopes and you write on there for each one of your bills. And then you make sure to have a fun fund and different things. And I found out at the end of it, I had more money than I ever knew what to do with. You know, I'd had this take money out of an envelope that I didn't use to go have more fun. So like for me, that was kind of the aha moment around like putting some organization and getting rid of some of that stress and anxiety around money. What are your thoughts on planning? Well, I want to hit on two points. One, one to respond to what you said, not only is it nice to have a fun fund, you can have multiple funds. Like we have our entertainment fund together. We have our anniversary dinner fund. We have our date night fund. And when you maybe want to do something bigger, you can grab from all of them. But we also have, and I think this is missing out of a lot of marriages, our own fund. And you have your birthday fund. Oh, and I have birthday fund. I actually got a lot of them. And it's really fun because (laughs) they all grow and you're living on, you know, you're putting money where you want it. But we also have this thing of just Doug's fund and Harriet's fund. Well, every time I don't spend my 400 worth of spending money each month, I throw it in Doug's fund. Well, it's up to $3,000. And I went out and bought this hot tub. It was only 620 bucks plus tax. And I had $800 in my expense fund because I hadn't even put it in the fund fund yet. And it's a really great feeling knowing I have plenty So one other thought on planning, though, that was just kind of to respond to your comment, which is great. You actually do have, not only do you have more, but you think about where you want to spend it more because it's harder to let go of what you have than it is to spend it on credit. I mean, that's one of the reasons they do credit. You spend 23 to 28% more on credit. But planning, and this is especially important, I would like to point to you, Keelan, you're hitting a very busy part of your life with a family, a young family. And I remember my 30s, uh, three kids, I rarely had time to do much. We had a couple small trips, never vacations, trips are with kids, 
vacations are without not that i don't love kids but you know it's kind of hard to rest up when you're when you got kids so um we go and we take a a break we're going up to chrysalis um which is up in bellingham we used hotel points it'll be free it's got a view of the water fireplace it's a really nice place and we're going to talk about what our next year looks like and what we want to do as a couple what we would do with our family our grandkids all our projects all our travel and then book it out so that work isn't in the way and when you're in your 30s and 40s you really need to book ahead or you'll never get a break yeah, you, you hit it on the head. I mean, as everybody knows, I just had a baby on the 24th. I call them forced vacations. I will just inject it into our lives. And, uh, <laughs> and fortunately, due to some success at work, we have a trip to Cabo coming up in September. Woo-hoo. And then we're planning a trip to England to go see my family. But I could very easily go by with years of me never going anywhere if it wasn't intentional, just full on. There's just no time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So uh, Doug, as we're wrapping up our segment here, I'd like to ask a final question for you because I would imagine that you find a lot of tension around money with couples. And would that be a, a correct statement that majority of couples are pretty stressed out and have tension around money? They do. Sometimes it isn't between the couples. Sometimes it's just they're stressed because they don't know where they stand. Um, one of my clients said, I am really, really, I have, I have a ton of anxiety, but I'm not sure what I should be worrying about, but I'm worried about. And so that's, that's absolutely true. And this process of getting clear, knowing how much is in your envelope, because it's the same type of concept, this is what we put aside for this, really eliminates that lack of clarity. And it's the fear of the unknown that we s- struggle with more than anything. It also takes it away from the we can't afford it, which is an opinion, afford it compared to what, to which bucket should we take it out of? Which envelope should we take it out of? Should we take it out of vacation fund? Well, if it's important, you might want to. But if you have no funds you want to take it out of, together you're going to look at it and go, well, I don't want to come out of my money. I don't want to come out of my money. Well, you might not want it that bad. And then the tension's relieved. You know, just like everything else in, in life and the best of the best in any field, they all have coaches. They have coaches to help keep them accountable, to help understand new ways, look at it from an outside perspective and how to counsel and coach them through something. So if you want to be the best of the best at your life with your family, it starts with your finances and you need to have a personal finance coach. That's why we have Doug here more frequently on the show than we do any other guest. Doug, thank you from the deepest part of my heart for everything that you're doing uh, and being here with our listeners. Thanks. I'm honored to be here. And Keelan, I'll be in Cabo in uh, November. Love it. So if you'd switch your plans up, I'd appreciate it. It'd be nice to see you down there. You need to talk to Highlands. You're going to need to talk to Highlands Mortgage because that's uh, our president's location. (laughs) You want to get on that, Keelan? Yes, let's do it. I'd much rather hang out with Doug. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, you know, what we'll have to do is we'll just have to set another vacation and go with Doug. There we go. Let's do it. 
<laughs> Coming up next in the money hour, marriage is dead. It's time to really discover how to create love for a lifetime. This is going to be an interesting conversation following our conversation talking about marriage or money. Uh, we'll be talking with Stacy Bartley of Love Shack Life right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Are you tired of sitting on a couple's counselor's couch and feeling like you're just rehashing the past and making no progress? Do you feel like you're holding on to your relationship but panicked you're losing your partner? It's time to learn how to deepen your connection, finally resolve the arguments that keep coming up, understand yourself and your partner, and create the level of intimacy you've been dreaming of. It's time for love to tingle your toes again. Schedule your private session with relationship expert Stacy Bartley at stacybartley.com slash checkup. Self-help, healing, spirituality, and more on Alternative Talk, 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, May 15th show. You can also listen to our podcast, Facebook premiere show, or on our show YouTube channel. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We bring into studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market on everything regarding your money. We are here to help you in today's economy. Now in studio, we have Stacy Bartley of Love Shack Live. Marriage is dead. It's time to really discover how to create love for a lifetime right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Stacy, welcome to our show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's going to be a little bit different for you being on the other side of the show because you're a host as well. Yes, absolutely. And it, and it is fun. It's always fun to be on the backside watching how other people do their shows, right? It's a yes. great experience here. So I know. I love it. Well, let me share a little bit about Stacy. Stacy has a CHT hypnotherapy, certified divorce mediator, certified strategic intervention coach, graduate of energy and intuitive science, lifelong study of psychology, human sexuality, and universal principles. She is a speaker and a workshop facilitator for medical and mental health professionals, as well as contributes to two wellness programs for Fortune 500 companies. Oh, wow. That's making me blush. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty awesome bio, that's for sure. <laughs> I think you could boil that all down and just say, you know, the reality is I just love human beings and I've become fascinated with how they work, how they tick, right? And, and that's what brings me to what it is I do. I love that. Keelan, you want to start out with our first question? Yeah, after I get myself off a of mute, I, I do it once a show, maybe at least. But um, your title, marriage is 
dead. Why do you say that marriage is dead, Stacy? And are you anti-marriage? Does that mean or? Yes, I know. That's the first thing. I mean, like the book, this is the title of the book that you're referring to. I just, for your listeners, I want them to know that that's not necessarily a placard that I have on my office. Um, But it is a book that's going to be released here in September, 2021. It's a book that I've been writing for the last four years. And the reason why I chose the title that I did is because, you know, we tend to cling to this idea of marriage to give us some safety and some guarantees when it comes to the relationships in our lives, right? If we can get to the altar, if we can find that special someone that we say I do with, it's kind of like in our mentalities, we go check, okay, handled, let's get back to life. Let's go back to what it was we were doing, people. Okay, okay, I got that handled. See, do you see my lovely, handsome partner, my lovely bride? And um, we use the marriage or what I would call obligation as a thing to kind of help us feel safe in the relationship journey. And unfortunately, I say marriage is dead, not because I'm anti-marriage whatsoever. I'm married. I have been for 10, almost 11 years now. Um, I did go through a phase in my own relationship life where I was was very anti-marriage. Like I was that girl who was the independent, nobody's going to tell me what to do. I'm going to do it my way um, kind of girl. And um, through my journey, it's, I realize even the clients that I've worked with for the last five years, it's obligation that marriage brings into our relationships that really cripples us. It's still not a way that we create love for a lifetime. It's just something that we do that kind of makes us feel better about what it is we want and where it is we want to go in our relationships with others. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I, I believe if you have a great marriage, it does enhance your quality of life. But like you say, if you're just checking it off the box and it's not a great marriage, that great relationship, it's not going to serve you and you're going to have a lower quality of life, you know? So why do so many people struggle with relationships, Stacey? I think because we don't study them like we do other things in our lives, it's interesting. Relationships kind of have this container where we kind of set them off and they don't apply to the other principles and laws that we would apply to our lives. For example, I just ask yourself, how much time do you spend studying, say, relationships? How many skills have you actually intentionally learned, right? What do you, what do you know about relationships really that wasn't given to you by your parents, And yet we would go out and we would learn how to drive a car and we would go through the reading of how to drive a car and we would get in that car more importantly, and we would start driving it and notice those two things are very different. (laughs) Reading about how to drive a car and actually driving a car are very, very different experiences. right? Just as love is. And we have a lot of stories that are passed down from generation to generation, from our families, from our culture, from our religion. And those stories are great. They're inspiring. There are things that we all want to achieve and have as a part of our life, but they're still not teaching us how to do that thing we call relationships. And yet the relationship journey is very much like those other journeys. If I want to get good at baking a casserole, I'm going to have to probably flub up a few in order to get it right. Or baking, you know, in my particular case, I'm a horrible baker. Like I can't. Hopefully we don't flub up a few marriages before we get it right. (laughs) But you're going to. Yes. You're going to. And, and here's the thing about marriage as well. When do we start counting our practice sessions? Do we start counting them in the schoolyard? Do we count them in junior high when we have our first kiss? Do we only count the times that we had sex? Or do we only count the times that we are married? And I want you to see that through the progression of our human experience, we are learning and getting better at relationships as we go, just like everything else. 
And the tragedy that I see and why I say marriage is dead is because we make up some horrible crippling stories when things don't go the way that we were taught they were supposed to go in the relationship journey. And that's where I believe the tragedy is. We need to be able to learn from our experiences in love, just like we do from our experiences in life. And yet we start making up a horrible tragedy about all men are this, all women are this. I'm not lovable. They're not lovable. I didn't find the right person. I'm a horrible person. See, I can't get this right. And none of that is true. You're going to get better as you go. And unfortunately, what's happening, especially in this environment right now today, is that we're making up a story where I'm not going to love ever again. I'm not going to allow myself to express or give my heart or say how I really feel or get all in. And so just like if I were going to drive a car, if I've got one foot in and one foot out, then I'm going to probably have a half-baked result, aren't I? Just like anything in life. That's great advice. Uh, Have you always been this good at this whole relationship thing, Stacey? No, in fact, my relationship history is a major disaster. And I think that's what makes me so good at speaking to it because I'm not speaking at it from theory or a book, a textbook. Yes, you know, I have the credentials. I can learn, I can read. I've got the, you know, the wonderful degrees, but big deal, right? It's kind of like the learning versus the implementation. Those two things need to go hand in hand as human beings. And we all want relationship. In fact, we need relationship. I always say, if you want to put your personal growth on steroids, just go ahead and get into a relationship because it's going to take care of everything. Like it's going to bring up everything that is stopping you, that you're afraid of, that you're insecure about all the self-doubt that you have. It's about (laughs) you and the relationship, right? Exactly. Yeah. So Stacey, what about um, areas of life that create the greatest challenges to intimate relationships? Yeah, the the intimate relationship part of our lives, I want you to view as just an extension of our day-to-day lives. When it comes to our intimate lives, what ends up happening is if we have a difficult time sharing what I need, what works for me, what I want, what I desire in my daytime life, as I like to say, then it's going to be a disaster in my intimate life because I'm just going deeper into myself. And I want you to understand that when it comes to our intimate lives, there's a place where we cross, where it's all about pretend. It's all about imagination in my intimate life. I mean, there is nothing non-erotic about living in reality. In fact, we're trying to get away from that, aren't we, when we cross? And we want to just, hey, sweep me off my feet. Let's pretend like you're this and I'm that. Let's pretend like we can do this. Let's try that and see how it goes. But if I don't have the ability to talk about what it is I want, and I don't have the ability to have those conversations, then my sex life is probably going to be flat, just like my relationship in the daytime is going to be somewhat flat. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it absolutely makes sense. That absolutely. Yeah, absolutely makes sense. Uh, we're down to one minute, Stacy. And Dang before it. I go, I know it's quick. Before we, it's when we're having fun, uh, before we go, what is the biggest problem that you feel like we all face when it comes to relationships? Self-doubt. We doubt ourselves. We doubt who we are. We don't know where to go for our answers. We think that pleasing the other person is the key and it's not. That's what we've been taught. It's no fault of our own, but until we really get good at knowing what makes me tick, how in the world am I going to have the ability to translate my own thoughts, feelings, and emotions and teach somebody else how to love me best? I won't. And that idea of love and relationship will continue to elude me. 
Yeah, such a, a beautiful conversation. We need to get you back in studio definitely for more than just a segment because um, to go in, in deeper on this, because anything in life, especially your relationships, you have to be your best self so you can be best for others. You have to love yourself, know how to bring your best self out in your relationships and then be authentic to yourself and who you are. And then that will attract the relationship that is right for you. So um, Stacey, what an important thing that you're, uh, you're doing in the world and just happy to have you uh, here on our show and we need to get you back in. We'll get you in for the entire show and have a more in-depth conversation with you. Sounds great. Look forward to it. And thank you so much for having me and allowing me to share. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. This is your host, Tina Mitchell. And your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We are your local mortgage experts and we've got to sign off for the day. Enjoy us next Saturday. We look forward to talking more money with you next weekend right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.